Hello, you're listening to Skip Intro with me, Kelvin Yee, and joining me in the studios is Ian McNally, Bahi Yusuf, and Julian Yap. Today, we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of a comedy cult classic. Spoken! It's party time! P-A-R-T. Why? Because I gotta! Of course, that was The Mask, one of many, many of Jim Carrey's classics. Guys, what are your thoughts? Um, I feel it's one that the culture's kind of forgotten about almost. Yeah, and also it's it's one movie that people sort of look back on with, I wouldn't say disdain, but, you know, it's always snickered at, right? Like The Mask, <laughs> The Mask. Mm. But I rewatched it last night and you know what? It holds up. <laughs> I I don't know. I think I think the 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 CG work is amazing. Still, um, you don't have issues with like lighting, like some other you know stuff that you see nowadays. Um, well, th- well, this is one of the reasons again I was looking to bring it up because Jurassic Park had just come out in '93. Lawnmower Man was the year before that, '92, and that's horrible, horrible, horrible computer generated yeah. stuff. Forrest Gump came out that same year as well. So on an effects basis. Everyone was trying to recreate the past, like the very far past mm, of dinosaurs mm, mm. or 1960s with John F. Kennedy and Forrest Gump. And this, this just feels like a weird evolutionary dead end that didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I don't think we've had any kind of live action cartoons kind of craziness happening. Like now everyone kind of goes, when you see all the Avengers team up together to yeah. fight a giant photorealistic purple dude who speaks with Josh Brolin's voice. It's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. But someone's eyeballs popping out of their skulls while there's like an awooga noise going yeah. on. We don't get that anymore. Yeah. And it's just so good. <laughs> you know, because like, for example, I was watching a YouTube video and they, and I'm, I was reminded of that really bad airplane crash in Air Force One. Huh? Where the airplane is just sort of flipping over. It hits the water and it just flips over itself. Look it up. It looks terrible. Mm-hmm. That's same, then the same time, was it? That's 97. That oh, was wow. three years after this. <laughs> and this one still stands. And it was just... This animation is amazing. I really, really liked it. So I, obviously coming to this a little bit later, but I don't know any of the hang-ups that the film might have, just mm. culturally what people might think. So as a kid watching this, I loved it. Mm. Just because even though I, I wasn't a very big fan of this sort of humor, the Looney Tunes humor, the Cartoon Network humor. Mm. Um, Tex Avery. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't even super enjoy Who Killed Roger Rabbit that much. <gasps> yeah, that's true. I was saying that on air. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I loved The Mask when I was a kid. Mm. I remember being really freaked out by The Mask itself. The idea that this thing would fuse onto my face yeah. mm. freaked me out. But The weird I also, seam at the back? Yeah. And the, the neck seam. The, the neck jawline seam. Yeah. seam creeped me out a lot. But... It was this kind of around the same time I watched something like Spy Kids, mm. right? And mm. it, which had and Shark Boy and Lava Girl, where they had similar sort of things. Maybe not the the eyes popping out sort of deal, but fusing that animation in like live action sort of things. And I, I did enjoy it a lot. It also fosters some kind of love that I have for Jack Russell's because Milo is the most <laughs> perfect dog. I have a Jack Russell now because of this movie. Ah. Yeah. Because this is why I forgot about Milo because I saw this in the cinema. I might have seen it once on VHS back in the day mm. or DVD. And I, I could, it was burned into my brain because it was unlike anything else you saw. And watching it again, I was like, wow, this is when they got Jim Carrey to play normal people. 
first of all. Like, mm. he's a normal-ish person. He's, he's a bit goofy, but he's instantly Jim Carrey. Yes. Like, before this... And I mean, I think Ace Ventura was a little bit before, but like this was 94 was his year where all these things came out. And he's playing, reg, you know, messed up normal guy. But the moment Milo appears, and I think some of that is the overdubbing that they have mm. for the little dog noises yeah. that are just hilarious. But the training on the dog, the timing, the comic timing of the dog when he lets go of the Frisbee that yeah. Jim Carrey's <laughs> wrestling I, with him and it hits him in the face. I don't know if that's... Comedy timing, or if that's just the trainer timing, or trainer timing, or just Jim Carrey reacting to it. I, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it cannot be in the script. They tug three times, and then the dog lets go. I can't. Yeah. Anyway, I, I can't stop laughing at him trying to get the dog to run up the wall. Yeah, the little legs just scrabbling. Put your back into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Hang on. Nineteen ninety four was The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was his year. Wow, the three piece. That was that's a three beat, all right. I did find watching it again, though. I think it's weird because you always think this about seventies movies from my generation, but it is a bit. The script's a bit weird. Mm. Like when he becomes the mask, there's no explanation at all no. of what's going on. He's yeah. just straight away in a zoot suit, smashing a clock in the living room or in the hallway. Yeah, and then you're like, what? What's what's going on? Yeah. This is why I kind of wish I hadn't rewatched this movie. Oh, really? Like, oh. I wish that I hadn't had to come and revisit it because. Everything about it is great when it comes to Jim Carrey, Cameron Diaz, the dog. Everything (laughs) else is so questionable. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think if you break it down to like film terms, but I don't know if this is the kind of film that you want to break it down into film terms in. Yeah, Yeah, but script is awful. There Uh, are some questionable scenes in there. I think there's there's a nice twist with the characters you think he should end up with and doesn't end up with. Female characters. It's I mean, not great, it but it's like for ni- it's nine ninety four. Remember? Yeah. So it wasn't. Yeah. It's it's the kind of movie that I have to keep in mind. Oh, it's nineteen ninety four. Mm-hmm. As I watch it, which I don't really want to, but it's the kind of film that I wish that I kept in my mind as something that I watched a few, like you know, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, mm-hmm. because I still remember that the Cuban. Cuban Pete. Yeah, Cuban Pete. I remember Cuban Pete so vividly. I didn't even realize I did, but the way. A lot of the scenes are so timeless, and they that's like you said, it holds up. But I also wish it had just held up in my mind. They call me Cuban Pete, I'm the king of a rumba beat. When I play the maracas, I go chick chicky boom, chick chicky boom. Yes, sir, I'm Cuban Pete. I'm the craze of my naked street. When I start to dance, everything goes chick chicky I think the Cuban Pete thing, I forgot how good that was when the cops start mm-hmm. dancing. Yeah. And the, the, the reveal, he's like nailing the fence shut behind him yes. and then turns around turns and his around. skull pops yeah. out of his head. Mm-hmm. Everyone starts dancing. That was fantastic. I'd also forgotten how good, like the reason why I was happy I watched it was watching the death scene again. You know where he's dressed as a cowboy and he gets shot? And yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They go yeller out. <coughs> yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah, and yeah. there's just this awful coughing. And then when he does his death scene, the henchmen and Dorian are like feeling a little sad. And then the audience pops and the, up and yeah, applauses. Yeah, yeah. And Dorian is a really bad villain for this movie. The, the look on his face is Oscar worthy. But he's also when, reacting to the audience. Clapping, yes, like right? he actually starts doing his hair. He's and looking down fixing at the his, yeah, stuff. fixing his tie and stuff. Yeah. And I just thought that alone was worth it to see that. And the henchman's kind of wiping away the tears yeah. and getting ready. I, yeah. That was worth it for me just yeah. to see that again and, and Milo the dog. Who was it, who directed this? Did he ever sort of 
go on to become really great directors. So it was Chuck Russell who directed episodes of Fringe, but he and I think the Randy Edelman also worked on some of this as well. They worked on The Scorpion King. <sighs> which is why probably not much else happened for a while yeah. after that. I should say, Randy Edelman was the composer for the song for this. The moment I heard that music again, I was back in 94. There's something, mm. like, it's one of those scores that just sticks out. Like, there's so many movies you go to yeah. that just have a nondescript score. But when I hear those tones from The Mask, Mm-mm. I know exactly what's coming. <laughs> yeah. I also got to say, I love the poster. It's just, is it just, is it his face or is it just the, the mask? It's him in that in the yellow, yellow zoot suit, suit mm. with the big yellow hat. And you just kind of see his face and that grin. And it's so sinister, but so inviting at the same time. Yeah, because you're not quite sure if this guy is yeah. the villain. You don't know what kind of movie you're about to go yeah. into. And you know what? Everything about the character of the mask, once Jim Carrey's put on the mask, mm. is very much the idea of what a trickster Loki god is, right? He's mm. not, he's not, it's not you know, vicious, it's not angry, it's just a little bit of fun. Sure, a couple of million dollars disappear from a bank, but it's just a little bit of fun. Yeah, and those guys got shot by cops, wasn't by the the mask. You know, when he he does pull guns, they all just say bang. Yeah. (laughs) He swallows the dynamite. Yeah, Yeah, that that CG looked a little rough when he did did that. I I didn't mind it. Yeah, Yeah, That was Scooby-Doo CG, that was fine. For me, me, the only one was when he flushed Dorian down the drain. I think that was the only dodgy one. Yeah, (laughs) Everything else was just like super on point for me. And we should say that Cameron Diaz, I think she's 22 in this when she made it. Was it her first, I think? I'm I'm not sure. It was the one that made her big. I think she might have had small parts before. Like, we'll go later. No, this was her first role. She was a model. Really? Yeah, it was her first, yeah. And they were actually looking for a model and they tested Anna Nicole Smith and they didn't think that she worked well for the role. No, nope, um, she didn't. Yeah, they took a chance on Cameron Diaz. They put her in. She was, I think she's fantastic. I in think she's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, great. Yeah. There's something weird though where they've given her model makeup. Like once she got to the cam- the, the, the Charlie's Angels this years, the, it's like, no, this is the way I want to look. Mm. This is the 94 thing. This is yeah. the 94 yeah. thing. But yeah. that was one of the icky things, what, re-watching this because you're watching this and you've got your phone open, you've got Wikipedia open and you see, wow, Cameron Diaz was 21 and Jim Carrey was 32 mm. when they shot this. And there's a very questionable scene on a bench that is just gross. It's totally and gross, but it also has one of my favorite lines of all time, which is, je te door, je te door, je te window, I don't care. <laughs> We are talking about the mask today. If you have any thoughts, you can send it to us on WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. And on social media, we're at SkipIntroMY. More after this, BFM 89.9. Break from mediocrity, BFM 89.9. Hello, it's Skip Intro with me, Kelvin Yee, Il McNally, Bahir Yusuf, and Julian Yap. We are still talking about the mask. It's been 25 years since its release. And I guess in line with that, it's also worth looking at Jim Carrey's career overall. Because mm. like the man's performances, it's been kind of crazy. Yeah. He's <laughs> had a career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was fun going back to look at some of these movies that I had only seen in VHS covers in video stores because that was the only I couldn't even take them out because they were so uh, over age at the time mm. if you think back to his I mean he originally got famous on In Love and Color which was uh, The Wayans I think comedy show yes yeah Yeah, it's a sketch comedy show he was a token white guy I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this from 1988 Earth Girls Are Easy I don't know that one so that one starred Jeff Goldblum Jim Carrey and Damon Wayans as three completely head to toe covered furry aliens who crash land in Gina Davis's swimming pool (laughs) and it's I think it's kind of a musical and when they shave when they have to go out in the world and like I think Jim Carrey is the yellow one yes they're like yellow green and blue yes they're literally covered in from head to toe with kind of metal crests right, on yep. 
when they get shaved, it's a very dishy G- Jeff Goldblum, a very supposedly dishy, dishy uh, Jim Carrey and dishy Damon Wayans underneath. And yeah, it's the 80s. It was oh, creepy man. as hell. I'm literally just imagining the Teletubbies, but it's a musical. Oh, God, that's probably where it came. It's like that, but sexy times. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I don't remember there being sexy times, but... It's called it is, Earth Girls Are Easy. It is pretty It is pretty weird. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a weird film from the 80s, man, you know? But then leading up to, like, the, the Living Color got him famous again, or got him more people interested in him mm. and we talked about it earlier that year 1994 Dumb and I think it was Ace Ventura first then The Mask then Dumb and Dumber all hitting the same year this was the time I think he became the most highly paid male in yeah. Hollywood he was getting 20 million dollars a picture yeah and then after that he went and uh, and you know did Batman Forever which I don't think he holds up in that I think I think I think I think he did well. I think as the Riddler, I think you know it's it's what you expect from a character like the Riddler, right? Yeah. That you expect only Jim Carrey can do it in 1995. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Yeah, and I think he got into that. Not saying he's George Clooney, but that George Clooney problem where if you choose a picture to do, it's like it's got to be something big. Mm. You've, it, there's no chance to do a small movie set in the south of France or something like that. That's about <laughs> stamp collecting. You know, you have to do something big. He did wobble a bit, but I think he came back with 1997 with Liar Liar. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just again, it's that idea that something that works so well with his skills of just being made out of mm. elastic with a rubbery face. Yeah, but it, but I think, sorry to jump in, it was also after he did The Cable Guy, which, yes. he, was, which he played a quite villainy, dark, dark character. character. Yeah, so it was, and I remember there being a lot of just... I want to say negative response to him being in that one, but mm. just a, what are you doing? Why did you do this movie? You know, kind of kind of situation with people. Yeah. Like my dad would refuse to watch it till this day oh. because it's he's not a big Jim Carrey fan or anything, but it's just it was a weird character. It's a weird stalker thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a very it's a pitch black comedy really. Like the yeah. movie as a as a, as a as itself is kind of weird, even though it wasn't him playing it. Yeah, I don't even know if there's. I think it's only comedic because he's in it. Yeah. I think if it was Vince Vaughn or something, it'll be a serious drama. Just the idea of a compulsive liar who's forced to tell the truth, struggling with himself. And a lawyer. And a lawyer. Yeah. Compulsive lawyer and compulsive liar. Struggling with himself in court, trying to squeeze out little white lies and not being able to and getting mad at himself and shouting at himself and beating himself up in the toilet to order it to get a delay on the the, 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 the court date. Yeah. It's brilliant. Okay, so I haven't seen Liar Liar. Um, mm. A lot of my, besides Ace Ventura and The Mask, a lot of my Jim Carrey knowledge is 2000s onwards. So mm. the first one I'd ever seen him in, I didn't even know it was him, in the same way that I didn't know Mike Myers in um, The Cat in the Hat, but it's The, the, the Grinch. Grinch. Yeah. Mm. Four o'clock, wallow in self-pity. 4.30, stare into the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. 5.30, jazzercise. 6.30, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. 7 o'clock, wrestle with myself, loathing. I'm booked. And I loved him in The Grinch. I thought he was hilarious but terrifying at the same time. And it also introduced me to just how one actor can do all of that mm. in one performance and with all, you know, all green at the same time. So it was great. Oh, in The Mask too, he's all green there too. There's yeah. a theme here. Yeah. Do green, get green. (laughs) And after that, for me, it was Bruce Almighty and Mm. Lemony Snicket. Just as a kid, him as Count Olaf was... I 
I know the movie gets a bad rap, mm. especially with the new series, but him as Count Olaf was terrifying, I think, because it was also around the same time where we had uh, characters like Captain Jack Sparrow. Mm. And you needed some, you needed that kind of quirky antagonist in your kid's movie. And mm. Jim Carrey was a perfect Count Olaf for me. Mm. Um, I loved Bruce Almighty as a kid. I loved Yes Men because it was it was not what I thought Jim Carrey was, even for, for a kid who doesn't know who Jim Carrey is as a character actor, mm. because it was they were still great, lighthearted comedies. Mm. Yes Man was, was strangely, unexpectedly kind of uplifting. Mm. I don't know. Oh, it was like, strangely wholesome for me also. Right? Mm. It's yeah. a weird, like, Tuesday night, you come back after work and you want to go watch something, and Yes Man's a good one to just switch on and... You know, it's based on a truish story yeah. from the UK yeah. instead of the US, right? I haven't yeah. seen that in a long time. Yeah. My so like for me, my favorite Jim Carrey movies are the ones where he's not being Jim Carrey. Mm. So I'm thinking The Truman Show. Yeah, we mm. kind of skipped over that one. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, I really enjoyed The Majestic. Yeah, you know, and it's just it's him being it's a very controlled uh, you know performance from him. It's it's him being sweet-hearted as opposed to being comedic. Yeah. yeah. You know, the Truman Show is, he's very sweet in that one, right? When when he says, good afternoon, good evening, and good, good night, night, right? And it's, You believe him. Yeah, it's beautiful when he looks into the camera and he just sort of does that wave. And he's kind of the perfect person to do that, right? Because mm. it's a plastic sort of performance that good morning, that those just three yeah. bits, but it's, you need a, at the back of it a very good actor. Yeah, mm. because yeah. he has to go to some dark places when he's like freaking out about what's going on yeah. in his life yeah. because like he went, he, I think he goes into the... He goes into like a, a revolving door and everyone just stops until he comes back out again or something. Yeah. There's a few things like that where it's yeah. like Twilight Zone style. What yeah. the hell is going on? And his yeah. reactions to it. When are, when the elevator door opens and they weren't expecting it, mm. you know, so then there's a, you see the production set behind it. It's And for me, it's that last the last bits of the film when he gets on the boat mm. and just has to drive and Ed out. Harris is trying to kill him. Yeah, and it's just that the, his his acting there is just for me top notch. It's not overacting. It's not he's not trying to be cute, funny, or he's just trying to be this guy who's trying to survive on what he's been told his entire life is something he hates, which is water. In case I don't see ya. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Another big favorite that I have, just as a as a teenager trying to learn just kind of venturing into the world of like film, and it's the one that I do always want to return to but it's like the mask I kind of just want to keep it in my mind and have it in resin in the way that it is Mm. and that's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind because and now that I've watched more of his stuff I love Charlie Kaufman Mm. and um, Eternal Sunshine I think was the first non-comedic role I had I watched this before I watched The Truman Show. Right. Yeah, and this was also after I'd seen Kate Winslet in only The Titanic. So this is this was <laughs> new for to both of them. World. Yeah. Yeah. And it was because it is high concept. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um it wasn't it was nothing like I was expecting. It is the punch drunk love of Jim Carrey's yeah. career. So I, I'll and, give, yeah. 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 But I don't think it's as much an outlaw there as punch drunk love is for Adam Sandler. Yeah, that's he Adam has, Sandler's yeah, choices. Because that's yeah. he just did that one ever. Mm. Like I think he's he's tried to do that, and in, in later years he's done like he's, I keep hearing about the Bad Batch, but I haven't seen it. I don't know that one. I think it's yeah. some Australian post-apocalyptic thing, but weird okay. people turn up. I think Keanu Reeves turns up in a cameo as well. Mm. But I keep hearing good things about that. And then he played. I didn't see Kick-Ass Two, but he played that character in Kick-Ass Two. He's where, hilarious in yeah. Kick-Ass Two. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the kind of stars and stripes guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, following up on Eternal Sunshine, I'm 
sort of I watched a couple episodes of his latest, you know, get together with Michelle Gondry, which is kidding. Mm. It's it is a very serious show. Mm-hmm. It is not comedy. It's it's Jim Capital Carrey. A acting. Capital A acting throughout, right? It's it's Jim Carrey playing the playing the sort of uh, neighborhood with Mr. Rogers kind of kind of character uh, in Mr. Pickles, and it's uh, it's serious. It's he's you know he you, on one hand you think he's borderline delusional, and on the other hand you think he's pure, and then on the reverse of that you think he's just being naive. It's is really, he trying to bring sunshine to everybody in a way, or is it something darker that's going on in the show? Because I've only seen the trailers. But I've only it. seen two episodes, but you think that it's going to go somewhere dark. Mm. But I don't think he's going to go murdering his family or anything like that. But I don't think he's going to go Breaking Bad. But it's just this idea that he is living he is living in the world that he's built, which is you know the Mr. Pickles world, which is mm. the Mr. Rogers world, whereas everybody else around him is like, you, you know, you have to... You have to separate the two characters, the, the character you play on TV and the real person you. Um, the exact producer of the TV series is his father. And, you know, he, this is the father has to tell him these things. And he's just like, no, they're the same person. And the, so there's that whole thing about TV shows, PBS, blah, blah, blah. But it is super just straight acting from Jim Carrey. And it's actually pretty good. It's good to see him to get back to that. He did an interview recently where he talked about he's going to be Robotnik in the new Sonic movie mm. and he's talking about getting back to the vibe of Ace Ventura and the mask. Yeah. And he's been, I think, just spending his money painting and being weird he's, on Twitter for the last yeah, couple of he's, years. He's, being a, he's, he's an artist now, right? He's and doing art now. Whatever else is going on with the Sonic movie, I'm looking forward to seeing him in it. Being that guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, just being Jim Carrey again. You can let us know your thoughts. What is your favorite Jim Carrey movie? You can send that to us on social media. We're at Skip Intro MY. You can also drop us a note at movies at bfm.my. Now, we also do have something a little bit special for you. To mark the release of Stranger Things Season 3, Netflix Malaysia has given us two giant upside-downable Lego sets featuring the buyer's house in the real world and the upside-down. It includes Lego minifigures of Eleven, The Boys, Sheriff Hopper, and the Demogorgon. Win this 2,200-piece set by following us at Skip Intro MY on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You'll find more details there on how to participate. Once again, that's Skip Intro MY. You've been listening to the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9.